Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we speak with Jeff. Jeff believes that aliens existed on Earth in the past and continue to do so in the present. To watch the full Zoom conversation, please check out the Being Reasonable YouTube channel. But first, a short programming note. My home station, WHUP, is currently running its fall fundathon. If you enjoy being reasonable, please consider going to whupfm.org and clicking on the contribute link. Every tax-deductible donation is appreciated. Thanks. Overall, my belief is that aliens are almost certainly a intrinsic part of humans sort of evolution and very likely, you know, around even today. Um, and also probably because of the fact that there's pretty decent evidence, um, that they are around today, they have likely been around, you know, the whole time, just considering that in order for, another like an extraterrestrial race to get to earth it must have been far and it the technology is advanced and it's probably a relatively old civilization um and human history modern human history is you know thousands of years it's nothing on that scale um so that's kind of i think the main point that jeff and i have like gone back and forth about because you think that that that's absurd um, and he, I think, is particularly offended by the notion because part of what I have caught up in that belief is that some of the really crazy old megalithic structures were not likely built by the folks that are claimed to have built them. Um, and that's, I think he's kind of doesn't like that idea for two different reasons. One is kind of the scientific side of it. It's just like, you know, this is what the experts believe. This is what, you know, we study, we have the evidence. Um, and also that it's a, I, I don't know, know the tr correct terminology here, but like it's taking away something from the cultures who did build, build it. Uh, and that there's this idea that, you know, I don't believe like, you know, non-white cultures could have built something so fantastic. So like I jumped to this conclusion that it must have been alien, something like that. Yeah, so you know that's kind of the the core belief that Jeff and I have like talked about. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll pause there and. Yeah, yeah, I think and I think it's an interesting belief, and I um, and just to tell you, I'm not offended at all by the belief. I think it's an interesting belief, and I would love to know if that belief is true. I'd really like to know it. 
it's an interesting belief. It'd be kind of cool if it was true, I think. So on a scale from one to seven, how confident are you, would you say, that this belief is true? One to seven. One to seven. We do one to seven here. Um, I would probably go with like a five, something like that. A little more confident than not. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, the the evidence is, I don't have direct access to the evidence, frankly. You know, it's like, you know, there's only what people say, what other people have said about what people have said, um, secondhand evidence at best. So, yeah, I think that I'm also a human and I have made many, many mistakes, changed my mind many, many times about things I've been much sure about. So it's it's really hard to be <laughs> super confident. Um, but in my heart of hearts, I really, I, I certainly do believe it, you know, gun to my head, like, yeah. if you're right, right, I live like, without any hesitation. That's kind of where I am. So by aliens, what do we mean there? So generally, something not of, you know, an intelligence not from Earth, I think is like general enough to be accurate and not hold me to any ideas that I'm certainly not sure about. Um, no idea, like I, I wouldn't even begin to guess on like, you know, there are greys and there are whatever, like different races and they come from planet Zuru. No, no notion like that whatsoever. Only that there some other non-human intelligence with technology, at least in transportation much beyond ours just by evidence of their being here um or i think the other non-alien but kind of similar theory or hypothesis i should say would be like some ancient maybe of earth origin um intelligence that kind of you know got super advanced and was from here and maybe they haven't gone super far but have you know whatever built contributed to some previous things and explained some of the super weird phenomena, you know, that we've seen in contemporary times. So when you're saying aliens, I think what I hear you're saying is like aliens kind of in an abstract sense that a higher intelligence, a higher being, and we might not know. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say higher. I mean, just, you know, more technologically advanced, at least sure. in the sense that they, you know, have been able to move across galaxies or so maybe they've star been systems. Longer or something. Exactly. They've been around longer. Some, not to say that it's something that humans wouldn't evolve to figure out that type of stuff eventually. Okay. And so they were around in the past and did they exist in the, in like a physical realm? Like we exist or are they? Exist yeah. Some- yeah. Just exactly. Just, just, yeah. Just like if bugs got super smart on some gotcha. other planet, you know, built jet engines, came over here and looked at us in more advanced ways. Like we go, we go into the forest and like, look at animals. We can hide and, you know, get cool nature shots because our technology is so much more advanced than like a tiger's or something. And right, that would be kind of how my mental framework works with them kind you know, being here, being able to largely go unnoticed, but sometimes kind of, they do get noticed a little bit. And that that's what weird phenomena essentially kind of ends up being. Okay. And so 
they, I know you mentioned they existed in the past because they built structures in the past and we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. And, but I think you also said that they exist now too. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yep. I think it would stand to reason nonetheless, if they were without weird phenomenon, although it would be harder to justify the previous conjecture about who built what without it. But yeah, I mean, if they existed in the past and they had been here, you know, they traveled across galaxy to get here thousand, couple thousand years later, they're still here. Um, And yeah, I do also think that there's, I mean, there's a lot of different phenomena that have been recorded over time. Most recently, the stuff coming out of the Navy. I'm I'm not sure if you're familiar with, you know, pretty made made big news. And so the aliens are in the past and they're living here now in some form. Um, So that's what we mean by aliens. And a scale from one to seven, you're at a five on the confidence level of your belief being true. Also on a scale from one to seven, how important is it for you to believe in true things? I'd say like a six to a seven. It's quite important to me. Yeah, I guess I would have to go go with a six because it's not the most important thing, but it is something that I, I really do value. Makes sense. If someone were to ask you, what is the primary reason why you believe the belief about aliens, what would you tell them? I would tell them math, I guess. So we are here on earth. We're alive um, on this planet. There's water even on the moon. Uh, I think it's extremely, extremely likely that there's lots and lots of uh, life throughout the universe. It's just kind of absurd that the universe would be so vast and we would be the only life. It's possible, but I think extremely unlikely. Um, And I think most people would agree with that. And I also look at our arc of technology, you know, how far the human race has come in leveraging automation and propulsion um, in, in a very short period of time, you know, in the 1800s, you know, 250 years ago, the world looked very, very similar to the way it did 2000 years ago, at least for, you know, most like the way that people were using the world, you know, like exploiting physics for productivity and human enjoyment, you know, where like we're so, so much better at just making the tiny little bits of the universe do what we need it to do. And our understanding of physics has just gone, you know, so crazy, much more advanced in, you know, hundreds of years, you know, humans have been around, depending on how you measure it for tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of years. Um, But, you know, hundreds of years of this like technology, like, you know, we went to the moon, we were sending stuff out into the galaxy. You know, we've got cell phones in our pockets that are like crazy. Um, So if I imagine that arc of technology kind of continuing for tens of years, thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years, millions and millions of years, like what kind, you know, what's the arc of like what we're actually capable of and what types of things do we think now are completely impossible? Like, interstellar mm. inner galaxy travel that will likely become trivial right. i would assume just 
based on, you know, black holes exist, right? And black holes bend space-time. Yeah. So could eventually we create black holes that bend space-time in a specific way to travel like infinite places? I mean, we already know stars are moving farther away from each other. The galaxy is expanding faster than the speed of light. Mm -hmm. You know, this idea that the speed of light is like some intrinsic thing that humans will forever be attached to, I think is possible, but unlikely. So when I consider that times the universe with infinite different intelligences kind of, you know, blossoming and some sputter out and some don't, it just stands to reason that they're going to, you know, they're going to, get off their rock. They're going to get out of their galaxy and they're going to explore. And yeah, that, that that's kind of like where I start from. Um, and I mean, and just, I think to me, that sounds quite coherent and I, I, I get it. And I, and I've actually thought about that kind of stuff too, a little bit. I just think it's very just interesting to think about this on its own. Right. And I think the reason why you believe the belief, and you've mentioned, I think you mentioned two primary reasons. One is math, and I think by math, you mean probability, that the universe is so big that the odds of there being, first of all, an alien life form, an alien existence somewhere in the universe is probably quite high, given how many exoplanets they've discovered and this and that. And so I think that to say you're, I think you're, there's two different claims to be said here. One claim is that there's aliens that exist somewhere in the universe and in math probability. And, and the other thing that you said is that with the pace of technological development, and I think it's what you're saying is probably happened logarithmically um, over the last however many decades. And if you follow that trajectory, then you're going to get to some pretty capable creatures pretty soon. The only thing I would say is soon is actually irrelevant. You know, millions of years, like soon in our lifetime, it's, you know, millions of years, billions of years, you know, the universe is old. Yeah. Um, So. So we're talking about like a 13.7 billion year old universe. And that's a long time for things to advance. Right. So, but I do hear two claims. One claim is that there's intelligent life in the universe. And the other claim is that there's an intelligent life in the universe here and now. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That, that is correct. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the question you asked me is like, why do I believe the first claim? Um, and, and my answer is, I guess, the second claim, just, you know, not only does a, do those aliens almost certainly exist, but the capabilities that they would have would allow them to travel quite far and they would travel quite far. You know, I I think probably be able to be stealthy too. And they would probably be able to be stealthy, you know? So I think as a mental exercise, I kind of like would just assume not even looking at the evidence that they are not only out there, but then just by virtue of being out there would have traveled and gone to many, many places where, and they would probably seek out other intelligent life. You know, that would just be more interesting um, in many ways. So just kind of 
Yeah. Starting there, like, they, they, you know, not necessarily, but pretty good chance that they would like come around, you know, if there's like intelligent, you know, there's right. I don't need to tell you that there's millions of solar systems, like just, yeah. you know, in our tiny little local area. Yeah. Um, so the argument is not, I think you said it's not evidence-based. It's well, that, that part of it is right. Yeah. That part's not really evidence-based. It's just, it's really, just, it's not even math. It's just like my intuition, like kind of leaning maybe a little bit on probability, but yeah, it's just conjecture, but I do think it's likely to be. Well, I think you're saying it's intuition, but I think your intuition is based on your understanding of the probability of this occurring yeah. of your understanding of how likely there is life in the universe and how likely advanced this life form would be given how much time we have. And then with that advanced life form and how advanced they could possibly be, I mean, we, we uh, our minds might not even be able to grasp what they'd be able to do. And they might be able to be here and now and walk around and we wouldn't know it because they have created an environment where we couldn't know it if they were here. Am I saying that yeah. correctly? To totally accurate. Yeah. So your scale, so on a confidence level, your, your scale, you're a five out of one out of seven. How could we get you to a seven? How could we get you more confident that this belief is true and real? Well, I could get to a six, I think by, you know, it's hard to be really confident about a belief where like every, just about every smart person that you respect thinks you're wrong. You know, like it, it seeds some doubt, you know, I'm mm -hmm. so, so that's part of it. Just like yeah. if everybody else believed it, you know, I mean, that's kind of a silly thing, I think, but that would probably get me to a six. Like if it was just more people believe it or more certain people believed it either, or it would be stronger if like academia, you know, kind of adopted it. But if academia didn't, and it was much still like or was split in academia and like became super popular. I don't know, something like that. Um, and that would obviously probably almost certainly come from some event, like perhaps, I don't know, the US president says like, we have aliens here, you know, we, we've been hiding it and now we're gonna do disclosure and it's gonna start, you know, that, that would get me to, you know, six to a seven. And like to really be a seven, I guess I would have to like, I don't know, interact with aliens in some like fundamental, like direct way. Yeah, but, I think I get you. I can dig where your confidence level is. Is A four would be sort of neutral, that the belief is true. Five is just a little bit over the edge where you, you know, you think it's true, more true than not. And to move higher up the scale, you'd need more people or more evidence saying that it's true. So. Let's go the other way. What would make you less confident in the belief from a five to go to a four or three? So this brings us lot kind of, well, let me say it this way. I've thought about this question because my talks with Jeff a lot more in the, they are here now based on kind of physical evidence of buildings. Um, and I've thought about this question less on the other side, the just pure probability. Um, that they would be around. So maybe I'll just table the, the second part of that. I don't know what would make me less confident in the fact that just like by basic probability, they would be everywhere. 
I, I don't think I can give you a good answer on that. Um, maybe I can follow up later. Um, sure. But kind of going back to evidence that they were here in the past, um, one thing that would make that would hurt my confidence would be compelling evidence uh, for the techniques that could have been utilized by the cultures that are, I guess, officially attributed with building, for example, you know, Machu Picchu and a lot of the stuff in the Sacred Valley of, you know, Peru and Bolivia. Okay. So I, I know that this, this takes the conversation in like a whole different direction. So. Well, no, no, I just really try to understand yeah. where you're coming from. Yep. I think, so I, I, I think I really do get a good, a good sense of what would make you more confident in the belief. And now I'm trying to get a, a better sense of what would make you less confident in the belief. And I think what you're saying is, is a, that would be difficult to happen. And B, if it did happen, it would be based on. Sorry, no, I, I don't. Structures or, okay, go ahead. Sorry, no. So I guess I was trying to separate two different identified beliefs. One of those beliefs is just by pure probability, aliens mm -hmm. are running around. That, right. That's one belief. Um, and that one I guess I don't know how to answer your question for that. Perhaps it would be difficult for me to, to, to lose it. Fair enough. But the other belief is that they are here and now and that we actually have evidence beyond just the pure probability that, that they were at least here in the past and here in the future. Well, let's take that claim then, the, uh, the claim that they're here now. Yep. It'd be best if we don't float across claims because it might be yep. confusing. To so totally. Yep. That they have been in the past are here now. Yep. And I still think I understand possibly what would make you more confident in the belief, the evidence and probability. Yep. And are you saying with that belief, you wouldn't be able to be less confident in? So that belief, I could, I think, very easily be less confident. Okay. Um, to me, the low-hanging fruit, the thing that really science academia ought to be able to provide that in my estimation, it has not and probably can't, I should say, it should be able to provide if the accepted theories are true, but can't provide because those theories probably aren't true, um, is compelling evidence for how, for example, Machu Picchu was built by the culture that supposedly built it. Um, and, and that kind of that same argument stands for really all of the megalithic, incredible architecture of the Sacred Valley, um, which is the thing that I've spent the most, I guess, time kind of honing in on. Um, and there, there's, you know, probably things beyond that that are like in scope for not reasonably being built by the cultures that they are attributed to. But I see. I guess I'm less confident about those other things because I've looked looked into them less you know, than than I have this specific one. So like to really zone in on it, what would be convincing to me if somebody was like, all right, well, without like modern metal, without the wheel, um, and with very basic ropes, like you move a you know, 25 by 25 by 25 foot stone block and fit it perfectly um, right. with the technology, you know, without a writing system 
you know, without like any evidence whatsoever of like sophisticated architectural planning or, or whatever evidence that they did have that something like that, um, you know, that that's in my estimation, completely unaccounted for. And the evidence, you know, if you kind of go down that rabbit hole, oh, rabbit hole is the wrong word. If you like go down the reference hole, it all mm -hmm. kind of, there's like really just one person um, that is somewhat shown, you know, physical evidence that these like basic techniques with the technology that they had could work. Um, and it's just, it's done on a very small scale that that doesn't, I think, reflect the reality of the magnitude of the, the work that was actually being done. Um, and it's just kind of like, oh, we did it on a small scale. So it would have done, worked at a bigger scale, bada boom, bada bing, we're done. Um, and I think really, if one were to drill in on that and like, you know, show it, there are really much bigger rocks that have been moved um, than the ones that anybody has ever like actually shown using these techniques, like, you know, by several orders of magnitude. Um, and so if they could do that, if they could like, and just show me that I'm wrong and that my intuition, that that is actually completely impossible with those techniques, I would be like, oh, well, I guess that that really takes the wind out of my, my wings there. Okay. And thank you. I think I get a much clearer understanding about the nature of your belief. And so what would make you less confident that the belief is true, that aliens are around now and then there are also been in the past is we're talking about these big structures that were built in the past, like Machu Picchu. And these were incredible structures that were made at the time. And your understanding is, is, and your thoughts on this is that they really couldn't have been assembled at the time, the technology they had, it just doesn't make sense to move these ginormous rocks with people power or horses or whatever they had at the time versus um, hydraulic machines and things like that. Yeah, Am I just saying that's that 100% accurate, yeah. And you would reduce your confidence level in the belief if someone were to show you how you could, for example, move these giant rocks with maybe nothing but people and horses or sleds or something or whatever they had yeah exactly yep because yeah. this is a culture that's like known to have not had the wheel right you know? like the, the so it not to say they they were like not doing anything but this is not like super advanced stuff this is like they did certainly didn't have steel i like this you have made a test of whether your belief in your mind is true and the, and how you would adjust the confidence for it. If we could set up a test that would show how someone could move, let's say these giant rocks with uh, lesser means, then you would be less confident in the belief. And if they couldn't do it, then you'd become possibly more confident in the belief. And it seems like it's a great test because you could adjust your confidence level depending on the outcome of the test. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And to and just to give you, I guess, a little bit of color on that, the the accepted technique, the, the official technique is this kind of trial and error where they, you know, I, I don't know how familiar you are 
yourself, Mark, with those, with that work in Machu Picchu, sexy woman, like all around Peru. I saw a PBS episode on how they built the Egyptian pyramids. And so that's my basic. Got it. So I, you know, if this interests you at all, I highly recommend just like looking up Machu Picchu, Saxi Huaman, mm-hmm. and just like look at those stones, look at like how intricate the work is. I mean, it's incredible. It's, it's magnificently perfect, like irregular edges of massive stones fitting like just absolutely perfectly. And, you know, it's, it's incredible, but you know, when you ask, well, how did they get the stones to fit? Just, I mean, mm-hmm. they look like they're made of Play-Doh, you know, just squished together so perfectly. Right. And these amazing they, precision. They, and, and the answer is, well, it's trial and error. So we, you just, you just kind of like eyeball it, use literally a rock because that's what they had. That's what they, you know, like stone cobbles. Okay. And you hit a big rock with a little rock and knock a little bit of the big rock off with the little rock. And then you fit the upper stone to the lower stone. And then you kind of like see, oh, it doesn't work. And then you take it off and then you cobble again and then you put it back on and then you keep this. This is their technique. It's this trial and error technique. Um, So that's officially what it is. And so it's not just a matter of like lift a you know, 30 ton stone once it's like, you got to lift this thing just trivially because you've got artists like, you know, not the dot, the dot, you got to have this like iteration cycle. So there's Um, two, there's two, there's two things. There's lifting it. And there's also the precision that was involved to make these giant rocks do what they want them to do. Right. Yeah. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you're sitting next to, Tommy and Tommy, for whatever reason, has let's say basically the opposite belief. I'm just picking the opposite belief that you have. Yeah, that Tommy believes that there's really no uh, solid evidence for alien aliens existing here in the past or here now, and we're thinking about evidence for that. We're thinking about things like uh, Machu Picchu and. Uh, from the stuff that I've read, the evidence that I've seen, that it's completely possible for ancient civilizations to have done it, and they've shown how they've done it. Mm-hmm. I'm a third person, and I, I just want to believe what's true. I really do, and I would like to believe what you're saying, if that's true, and I'd like to believe what Tommy is saying, is that that's true. As a disinterested part, party, but I actually am interested, I'd like to know, how could I go about finding out whose beliefs I should more closely align my beliefs with, do you think? Well, I guess I would turn the question around and ask you kind of, you know, what would make you confident? Um, Are you going to be made confident by an expert that you can believe their belief um, or are you going to be more convinced by like tangible evidence or like your own intuition in order to get you to the truth? I mean, there's there's a lot of evidence on both sides in order to get you to the truth. it I need to be able to understand, like, how do you orient mm-hmm. towards the truth? 
Mm-hmm. Um, are you, you know, do you believe, I, I guess I would ask the question, maybe I asked the question differently. How confident are you in your own intuition to think about these things? Do you, do you believe that you have the capacity to, you know, have an intuition for the physics um, and the technology involved, like yourself to like actually think it through yourself? Um, Because a lot of, for a lot of people, the answer to that is no, they don't think that they can think it through themselves. And if that is the case, then I wouldn't point you toward, you know, intrinsic evidence itself. I would instead try and point you toward conversations around the topic. You know, I'd probably point you more towards like internet Reddit threads or forum posts, things like that, where people kind of discuss things. Um, So you're saying that if I'm a, a person who just wants to know what is true and what you'd want to first know is my epistemology, how I go about forming the things I know, how I go about learning the things I know. And you would base what you tell me on that method of my way of knowing. Yeah. It's different. It's very interesting. There's different ways we go here. So what if I said that I don't, for me, when it comes to knowing the things I know, I don't trust my intuition. I think that we have intrinsic human biases and I'm afraid that if I do trust my intuition, I could be wrong, but if I do trust my intuition about it, that I'm not seeing the big picture. And for me to trust what is being said more is that I would need to know more in an objective way that doesn't depend on the way I believe on something. It's just, it's true objectively speaking, if that, uh, that was kind of convoluted, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think I get your point. If let me make sure I understand correctly that you, you don't, at least on this topic, really trust your own intrinsic intuition mm-hmm. beyond a more rigorous external approach um, or somebody, maybe somebody else's external or somebody else's rigorous sort of thoughts about this. Yeah. And I think since you asked, I would trust it more as if, if it could be shown to be true and it doesn't matter my opinion about it. You know what I mean? That it is what it is. There is data that there is some information that I could hang my hat on and how I feel about it or my intuition about it doesn't matter. Got it. Well, I would say this, that it's very easy to go to Google and say, how did the Inca build Machu Picchu? How did, how did the Inca do their stonework? Maybe mm-hmm. that would be, a, you know, and if you do that Google search, you'll find a handful of articles that will have references. Um, and those references will point to this man, Jean-Pierre, and I, I don't, remember his last name, so I'm, I'm sorry, but he has a book and a number of papers. I would suggest reading those papers and looking at the technique 
that he suggests. And I would also recommend reading his, at least excerpts of his book where he talks about the experiments that he did. Um, and when you do that, you'll kind of look at the size of the stones that he's using. And then after you've kind of done that and you have like a decent intuition for kind of what the experts in the field believe the way this was done, like kind of just leave that to the side and go to Google Earth and like go, you know, do a Google search for like the best sites of the Sacred Valley or the best stonework of the Sacred Valley and just Google Earth and look around at that stonework and compare the magnitude of that work with the kind of work that has been or the, the experiments that would that were done by Jean-Pierre. When you do that, you'll see that the magnitude does does not line up. So that I think will at least So Jean-Pierre is a person who says that it is possible to build these things with that technology. And you're saying if you read his research with a critical eye and then go on Google Earth and see what's been done, you will see it doesn't line up. I, I, I won't, you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, it doesn't line up. I'm certain of it. But I think it would be like a start. I think it would probably put a little crack in the confidence that like, it's a stretch. Like it's going to like, and, and so that, that would be remember, the first. Remember that I, I don't want, for me, just I'm telling you, intuition, that sounds like you're asking me to rely on my intuition. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair. Yeah, you know, so, you're right. You're yeah, right. You're right. You're right. You're you're totally right. So let me change it then. And I would say instead of doing that, just do the very best you can searching the internet for like incredible stonework, like done with primitive techniques. You know, like just just try your best to find anybody doing any work remotely as good as okay. the work that was done by the Incans. Just like look for it everywhere. Like do your absolute best, you know, spend, drink some coffee, spend three hours on the internet. Do my own research basically. Just to like kind of get an understanding for the state of the art of like stonework. And, gotcha. and, and, and there are people doing like primitive stonework. There are videos of like, you know, you watch every like inner, like debunking, stonework video you know there's a bunch of these things on them like a bunch of people kind of like trying to debunk alien theorists with their oh, evidence that like oh we yeah. could we could we you know done it I, what you'll see in all of these is like they can manipulate the stone like they can cut the stone they can like but what you will not see is like precision work on a large scale like I see. You, you just won't see it if we just a thought experiment. If we sat down and we, uh, you and I watched videos of uh, people explaining and performing precision work on large, on a larger scale. And let's say if we came, you and I came across these videos that showed people doing that, like doing these very fine precision work on these really huge pieces of rock that they can manipulate. And we both watched it. Would you and, and you accepted what they were doing was real to your satisfaction, would you reduce your confidence level in your Definitely. belief at that point? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think you'll find that. I don't think you would find that. I have looked for that video. So you don't think I'd find it? Okay. I don't think you'd find it. Oh, and, I don't and know, I, yeah. But, but I, my, my point is, it, I mean, it's really hard to convince somebody, you know, if you're not going to use your own, if you're not going to rely on your own intuition and like the broad consensus of academia, it, a reasonable person would not really ever change their belief that way. You know, like, because in, in a sense, you're kind of exporting your own volition, which is fair. I mean, I think it's, we, we can't all be experts in everything, right? But if one is not going to be like, I'm going to trust my own intuition beyond kind of, you know, the world at large or like academia, like you're just going to reasonably believe in what the experts believe, um, especially when we're talking about like, what happened hundreds or thousands of years ago where there's no, no direct evidence of, right? I see. So in the case of your belief, I think the way you're seeing it is you're weighing the knowledge that you've come across and the way you've been able to synthesize the information as you know it. And that is more reliable in your mind to, let's say, archaeologists who that's what they they made study that or is that what you're saying yeah exactly i mean i think so it's an angle we haven't talked about but i hope you'll let me take a small tangent here why do archaeologists believe in you know that the incans built what you know what they built like why do they believe that versus what i believe um and it's it's not because like they look at the stonework and they're like, oh, they easily could have done that. Mm. It's not that that that's a problem for them. And I think they would they probably don't really want to acknowledge it. But I think most intellectually honest people would at least be like, yeah, it's weird. It's kind of a little bit out of place, but like it had to have been them. So it's not even like discussed. They just, you know, so they, something's off with their epistemology in the sense that they hold that the Incans built this, and that is an assumption they have made and not a conclusion. That very well put. Yes, I, I could not have said it better myself. I see. Okay. Um, and, and, and I think it's a fair assumption. You know, this is where I like turn into a bit of a wackadoo here, but it, it kind of goes back to my original, you know, separation about probability is that there's this kind of like built in belief to our world view that life kind of originated on earth in probably near volcano vents or whatever in the ocean and like evolves over mm -hmm. millions of years, whatever. Right. Um, and like the, we've always kind of thought about life that way, you know, that it's like kind of just within the earth and has, you know, like all of our assumptions about, I guess, the tree of life and mm -hmm. how humans are a part of that tree of life. It, it, it just assumes a single thread of history. Um, like, it, and I, and it is, it's another assumption, not a conclusion. It's an, and it's an reasonable assumption. Mm. Um, but if you make that assumption that life originated here and all life that has ever kind of been 
is on this one sort of trajectory and humans like we have like pretty good evidence for like what humans were doing in terms of like not having stone technology and then having stone technology and then having you know metal technology and on and on and on um so, so sorry, just so i understand so you're saying like something like the tree of life that is an assumption that we have from that assumption we have developed a bunch of conclusions from and we've accepted these conclusions based on that one assumption. Right. Yep, exactly. And so so like in very something easily possibly true, not I'm not saying it is true, but mm-hmm. like would fit pretty much all of the evidence would be that life did not get started by chance in event in an ocean somewhere but was like seeded here uh you know, purposefully or accidentally from another planet. And so at this point, maybe it would be helpful for me to understand, and I know there's probably textbook definitions, the difference between an assumption and a conclusion. And I know that's a difficult question. So I That is a difficult question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really like, I mean, you, you know, you, I feel like I'm going to repeat that 10,000 times in my life now that you said it, that it's an assumption, not a conclusion. I mean, the way, the way I think about it is conclusion is like taking a bunch of evidence and from that evidence drawing like the most likely, you know, system or set of rules that would create it. Um, yeah, where- that's what I'm trying to understand because just, and I could be wrong about thinking about this, but when I think about like the, like, the tree of life, for example, to me, that sounds, and maybe I haven't been thinking about this correctly, but I think about it when I think about that as a conclusion based on a bunch of assumptions that were assembled together. Well, I think that the tree of life itself existing is a conclusion. Okay. But the tree of life starting in a vent or or whatever starting on earth like you know there's not life and there's life and we there's no explanation how we got from one to the other right that that that, i don't know (laughs) well there's i'm quite confident uh in that 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 that's just widely accepted as true that that it's a, a big mystery you know scientists have been working trying to like create life from Mm non-life you know we we don't know how to do it we have no idea kind of like it's essentially magic from like our perspective Um, we don't know what kicks off that life process the assumption that or my what i'm saying is an assumption is that that tree of life the seed of that tree of life happened on earth accidentally you know, that, that is what is like widely, that's like the accepted belief, yeah. which I consider a dogma. I mean, that's, that's like assumption. It's a dogma, it, whatever of like our scientific theory that, and it may be true, but I also think it may not be true that that seed was like a random event that happened on earth. It's not a stretch to say that when we're making any claim about the world, we're starting off with some assumptions. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're telling me is that the assumptions that we 
often start off with are accepted to be true. And then we get to these conclusions and these conclusions are just automatically going to be faulty because we've just started off with the wrong assumptions to begin with. Yeah, that, that happens sometimes. I believe that that is the faulty assumption that, you know, science or whatever is making with regard to like the history of humans, that there's this like intrinsic assumption that life started on earth and everything we've ever seen is a result of that, you know, one mm -hmm. little event. Um, and, and this yeah. is interesting. I think it is helpful. Thank you. We, um, I think we're really getting down to it now in that, and to bring it back to aliens and that the way you've come about this belief is really when you get down to it is that when a person is not sharing this belief, it's not that they're not sharing, taking the same evidence and coming to a different conclusion. They often, it appears, they're not sharing the same basic assumptions that start off the argument. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair and accurate. And if we really get down to it, down to what it is about aliens in the past and living now and what they've been able to do. But really we're talking about a basic assumption. I'm trying to get to what that assumption is. What is the assumption? If you could put that in, I know it's a difficult question because that's a hard thing to talk about. I would say that the, the assumption is that life started on earth from a volcanic vent in an ocean. That's the assumption. Hmm. Cool. And I just am not up on the literature on this. So I'm free to ask this question really with a blank sure, slate. Yeah. If there was evidence to come along that that was, you just couldn't get there from here to there. You could, just couldn't get from mo molecules in a volcanic realm to life as we know it. You, you just, if there's more evidence to show that we couldn't get there, it seems like you'd become more confident in your belief. I I would I would become more a little bit yeah I I guess I would say yes and corollary is that if you were to come across evidence and there was all of a sudden an abundance of repeatable evidence that let's say that showed that um, that you could get there from here that you could get from individual molecules bouncing around to small life forms, and then eventually to us, then you would reduce your confidence in the belief? I would. It would be not a super, super strong reduction, but it would, it, I mean, it would still leave, like, even if that were the case, it would still leave phenomena that I don't think can be properly accounted for with the which could still be flawed in their own ways, but it would still leave things like UFO sightings in contemporary times um, as like, you know, a question mark for me of like, what really are those? So in that scenario, scenario, you would be able to come uh, more confident in the belief a little bit, and maybe it'd be more difficult to become a little bit less confident in the belief. Yeah, I, I think it would, it would, be less, but it would to a lesser degree. 
what do you think about a belief, generally speaking, that a, someone you know holds, a friend or a family member, just someone you know holds, and they tell you that whatever that belief is, it would be easier for them to become more confident in that belief, and it would not be so easy for them to become less confident in that belief. That it'd be easy to fall this way, but it's really hard to fall this way if they needed to fall that way. What do you think about that? Well, I guess I would try and understand kind of what they mean by that. If they, if they said that it was easier to fall one way than another way, I would want to know, is that true generally? Is that just like a general way that you kind of associate yourself to that belief? Or is that a particular fulcrum, you know, a particular piece of evidence? Because we're, especially when we, when like beliefs are a belief that's like a structure of the world, you know, there, there's a lot of different pieces of evidence because we're kind of like inferring from lots of different pieces of evidence to kind of come up with this like theory. So if that there was beliefs, sorry, if somebody said that, well, this particular part of the evidence, it's easy to get stronger, but not weaker. And this particular, it's easy to get weaker, but not stronger. That to me would make sense. But if they said it's much easier to get stronger, but not really easier to get weaker, like generally, then I would say that that's, I would think that that person is probably not being intellectually honest. If your belief happened to not be true, and I'm not saying that's the case, I honestly don't know. Is there a straightforward way that you could show yourself that or someone else could show you that? Is there, is there a path forward there for you to go? Or is that path full of brush and, and trees that you have to move? And it seems like to become maybe more confident in your belief, that path is clear and there's no trees covering it. And you just go straight on through that path. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's fair. I mean, I it kind of, I have two thoughts about that. One is, you know, my own path for this particular belief. I really think my path for this belief is evidence that these structures could have been easily built, you know, with, with that technology. To me, that that's like the pretty easy path. The other side of that, to be kind of fair to your point, like it is tricky for me to kind of change, to, to get less confident on other softer dimensions because it's yeah. already very, but it's, it's kind of like the nature of, you know, what is available. I mean, cause there are kind of like hypothetical things that could happen that just won't, you know, one thing like, for example, like the U.S. government could be completely transparent or all governments become completely transparent yeah. uh, with all citizens about all knowledge. Uh -huh. You know, like if that happened and there was no evidence of like, you know, interactions with aliens, like within that, that's a straight path to me to like not to, to lose to like lose confidence. But it's. It's not a reality because the, the world that we live in is, is not one of perfect information. It's, it's not, we don't actually have access to the, to the unfiltered truth as, you know, citizens that like get our, you know, even if we get our media from like non-mainstream sources, it's still filtered through, you know, 10,000 people's agendas and, 
the the U.S. government, all major governments are like concerned 100% with national security. They're not concerned with transparency to their citizens. In my, you know, if my belief is true, uh, a a part of that is that the U.S. government is actively hiding it. If that is the case, like I, it's it's kind of an insurmountable test. Let me ask you this: all things remaining equal, and you've come across this notion for the first time, let's say, and you've just started thinking about it. It's, it might be a kind of a weird question, but what would you rather be true? I would definitely rather it be true that humans are like on the cusp of like an intergalactic sort of existence that, that, that technology is great beyond our wildest imagination. And that like either myself or my ancestors or your ancestors will like, you know, live among the stars and, and like get past. So the cool thing about this belief and I get it, is that if your belief is true about aliens, but the technological advances, then all bets are off. I mean, you know, we may get to the point where we don't die. I mean, we may get to the point we travel to different civilizations and cultures, and maybe when we die in this life form, we don't die for whatever advanced technological reason am i saying that right yeah those are all those are all true things yeah i mean i'm just speaking for me i like that why that would be such a cool thing if it was true yeah i think it would be cool yeah yeah i get it sometimes when i uh have strong beliefs about some things i do question in myself whether it's something I need to believe or something I want to believe. And sometimes I have trouble for myself distinguishing the two. How do you do it? I guess I have never really considered that before. I don't need, I don't know. I guess I never had the need to kind of differentiate those things. Um, there's very little that I need to believe. Um, or I guess of the space of things I believe, it's only a very small minority of it that I, I need to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I don't know. I guess I never, I never made that differentiator. I mean, I, I, I want to say that it's kind of on that note, you know, this belief for me is strong, I think largely because of like ongoing conversations, particularly with Jeff. If nobody else was like so adamantly opposed, you know, somebody that like respected me intellectually and just was like, couldn't just deal with the fact that I like had this ridiculous belief, then it would have, it probably would have been there, but it would have not been flushed out. It wouldn't have been something that like, you know, I, I would have forgot about it. I probably would have just been like, oh, it's like pretty embarrassing belief to hold. I'm just going to like let that one go. Um, so you're saying and, there's a bit of a backfire effect of him trying to convince you otherwise. I, I think so. it's a hypothesis, but I, I think so that it is like something that I've dug into so much 
yeah. uh, largely to kind of like be able to, you know, mm-hmm. have those conversations. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week.